I'm going to start us in prayer. Um, God, thank you for allowing us to be here and safe travels to this location that it was free and open for us to use. Thank you, God, for all our lives and everyone that's here and present. And I'd like to pray for us, for Molly and for me, for our words not to be ours, but to be yours, and for you to flow through us as we give your message to this awesome, lovely people. Um, in your name, I pray this. Amen. Hey, hey. All right, let's just get it started. Let's start with Hebrews 4, 16. Um, and in the NIV translation, that's preferred unless we specify something else. But cool. Yeah, let's start off with that verse. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we, we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Yeah, so that word confidence is really key. Um, oh, by the way, we're talking about prayer tonight. And um, kind of me and Mani on it, we both had it like on our hearts and um, kind of the why and the how behind it. So I'm going to kind of talk about the why, but. Um, within that, I think it's really interesting that we can have confidence when approaching the throne, and like because of grace and mercy, we can be fully confident and fully um, assured that that God will like allow us to come to Him. Um, and so then, that's kind of a key verse, just because that's like how we should approach the throne of God. Because I think I've been that way before, where I'm really timid, but God's like, no, like I want you to be confident in who you are. Um, Matthew twenty seven. 50 through verse 51. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At the moment, the curtain, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the, the rocks split. Yeah, so I think that verse ties in pretty well. So, talking about where the curtain was torn, and so, like, because of that, now we can boldly approach the throne. Um, and we talked about it in our small group a little bit, but sometimes we have this thing where it's like only the high priest can go before God, like in the Old Covenant and in the New Testament times, there would be the high priest who could go before God like once a year. Um, but now it's like because of Jesus' sacrifice, we have the opportunity, like the curtain is torn. We can enter into the throne room of God and not feel like we have to go through all these hoops and things like that's what Jesus died for. So I think that verse is really key to kind of the reason we can't have confidence is through Jesus' death. Um, kind of to reiterate that, Ephesians 3, verse 12. In him, and through <clears throat> in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Yeah. Don't really feel like I need to say much else for that. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Um, so those are just like how we can approach God. So even before talking about prayer and the... This is just like how we can come to God and the freedom that we get to have through um, our Savior. Mark 11, 22-24. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask, ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Yeah, so that verse... 
a lot of people like to use it and kind of pull it out of context and stuff and it's like oh you can move mountains and I'm probably going to come back to this verse kind of at the end um, but I think that is important like um, and in James we're going to talk about the prayer of faith and it is like if we believe it and like if it's for the right reasons like through our prayer it can happen um, yeah and kind of like that saying like why do you want it to happen what's the heart behind it um, which we'll get into more but yeah next verse Matthew 6, 5, 6, 5, wow, Matthew 6, 5, 2, 8. And, <laughs> and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they, love to, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your, then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on do do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Good, keep going. Okay. Um so what I wanted to approach with that was that prayer to God in like the how of having everything to him being personal, being one-on-one, like this is like a conversation between you and God, and it is like this like awesomeness of you and him, and it's personal, and it's private, and it can also be public, it could also be prayer over a lot of different people, but I wanted this verse to be like, it's when you use your own words, and you use your Self to express yourself to God and God only. Yeah. It is go and like not in front of crowds, not babble along and be like, oh, I guess this, oh, blah, blah, and like stumble through. It is truthfully the most like intense conversation you can possibly have <laughs> kind of deal. Um, when, um, from the church that I grew up in, like, every, like, this happens so often. And like, whenever I hear those people type people pray, like, it's I just recognize even more. But just like, they just say like one word or phrase over and over and over again. It's just like, oh, Father, Lord, Father, please help us, Father. And it's just, it's just meaningless, meaningless words. Yeah, and it's just meaningless words where they're like, just talk to them. Like, yeah, just talk to them. Yeah, I think too, we'll kind of get into it, but there is a danger of also being too casual with God. And so I think it really is a balance and like this conversation like you should come with God confidently and boldly but you also should like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and like that fear meaning reverence so I think it's like yeah we shouldn't like babble on but yes we should like pour out our hearts to God and like we were saying like the heart behind it like the words that you're saying shouldn't just be like flowery or like trying to make yourself look better it should be like this is like what's like and I also kind of feel like not to get on that topic but like speaking in tongues or like whatever like that is kind of like the language of like your heart or your spirit and there's a whole different topic but like that is kind of what it is it's like you like what is like inside of you coming out in like a physical way I guess really and also just like mean what you say and say what you mean right yeah for sure uh Luke 6 12 13 One of those days, Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. 
And when morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose twelve of them, whom he also designed apostles, designated apostles. Thank you. Um, with prayer, it's like there's different ways to use prayer. Of using prayer to express yourself, using prayer to request something like not that sounds like weird to ask and to demand of praying over like get this spirit out. There's a lot of different types of prayers, and that's like a prayer of decision. Who who am I going to choose for my disciples? That's a, a pretty big decision of like the first twelve disciples. It's kind of a big deal, and I wanted that because like he went. He took his time and went and prayed to God for his guidance of what he's going to do, of who he's going to choose, on how everything's going to proceed, of being on that path. As like last week I talked about being like on the path and like sin is away from the path, of like making sure that you are walking in that path and that when you pray to God for the decisions you're making of what you're gonna do next, you're verifying that you are in that path that God wants you to be at. And that's Jesus doing it. Uh, I want Mark 1, 35. the throne. You can approach the throne no matter day, night, situation, where are you? Are you in the top of a hill? Are you in like your worst spot? You're like broken tiny little pieces or you're like living awesomely. I don't know like <laughs> I was like you can be in your highest high, your lowest low. You can pray to God anytime no matter what state in your life you are, no matter if it's day or night, there's no like restrictiveness around yeah. your prayer. So God doesn't. Yeah, there is no Matthew. Um, but I think I might have found what you wanted. <laughs> so check yeah. it out, and I'll read it then. Dude. <laughs> I, think I think it's Mark fourteen, probably. Yeah. Do you want that whole pack? Yeah. Do you want, yeah. that, do you want those verses still, or just the yeah, whole? just fourteen. Um, so Mark, Mark fourteen. Mark. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. No, we, that's what we were like. <laughs> I, I was very confused what you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what I just wanted. Okay, Mark fourteen, thirty-six to thirty-nine. Do you still just want those? Yeah. I can read it. Mark.
Okay, okay. Abba Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. Is that what you want? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, <laughs> sorry, it took so long. <laughs> My mistake. Um, anyway, uh, so I wanted to talk about that time it was when Jesus was like, oh, it's like, I'm going to die on a cross. And it was like, not that realization of it, but it was like, this is happening and uh, asking God, of, can this not, is there any other way of doing what it was to happen. And it was like, please take this. And it was like, I like his prayer because like, I feel like that's like very honest. Like before that, it was like, he was in deep sorrow of wanting, of, I mean, he was in really awesome work. So I wanted to approach that of like, that's how he prayed of like expressing yourself of, hey God. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes your will has to be broken to yeah. be able to like right. do like God's will. Right. Like it's not just because like you're you that like that you're not doing like yeah. Jesus needed the same thing. Yeah. Even God even Jesus was like being vulnerable yeah. in that decision of like I really want another like, way. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not gonna do it, but if right. there's another way, right. yeah, exactly. Because, I would love it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like you know, like Jesus, like Jesus Christ was. God in man, but he was also man. a man. Exactly. So yeah. like, you know, not like yeah, and it's kinda of cool to like kind of make that realization of like he was a dude. <laughs> like he yeah. like literally like cause you know, like um you know, like a lot of people uh, like put Jesus Christ like Jesus like the actual guy, Jesus, on a pedestal, which like I it's deserving of. But, like, they kind of hold him to the standard of, like, oh, he was, per- of course he didn't sin. He was Jesus. Of co- like, you know, duh. Like, but he still was tempted. Yeah, right. like, he was still tempted. He still had to fight. He still, yeah, didn't want to go through with it. And we were talking beforehand, and Maria, you kind of pulled this first because you were talking about how when, like, before you felt like you didn't need to, like, express yourself to God. Can I? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, when I was fasting, it was a realization of when I used to pray to God, not like I don't anymore, but like I used to pray to God this way, uh, <laughs> of being like, well, why is this happening, blah, blah, blah. And I would go into like, not like complaining, but be like talking to God, be like, this, this happened, like why, and blah, blah, blah. And I would not be like, this happened. This is what made me upset. I feel angry because I feel this, I feel that. Because I'll be like, God knows all, but why would I need to say that? Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, like, I'm missing part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, it is a relationship. I would never go to Juliet and be like, exploring her without even telling her why I'm feeling angry or like, what is angry in me? Yeah. Because how can anybody help me with the issue if I don't express it? Mm-hmm. If I don't 
be like, I'm angry because of this. Because I could be angry because of 10 different things in the same situation. I was like, how can God help me if I don't express myself? Because like, before I even, I was like, God, why don't you talk to me verbally? And I was like, well, you don't talk to me verbally. I was like, that's a great point. <laughs> what a point. What a point. I don't even pray. I, I, I like, I dislike praying out loud because different reasons. But like, yeah. so I don't even like in the privacy, in the solitary, solid, in solitary, whatever, solitary. Yeah. By the solitude. There you go. Thank you. Even by myself, I would not pray out loud to my father, God. Yeah. yeah. I would not do it. How would I expect him to speak to me verbally if I don't do it myself? Yeah, that's good too. And like on the flip side of that, which is really interesting, is like I love to pray out loud. And there are instances where God's like, no, you should probably just pray like in your spirit. Because for me, I'm more of like a verbal processor. So it helps to just like have it out there like in the open. But it's interesting that for me, it's more like when I pray like in my spirit and just like inside of me, like that's when God challenges me more. So it's cool that like, both I think are important and it's not one is right and one is wrong, but I've also kind of thought through that. Like sometimes I feel led to close my eyes if like I feel like I need to focus and kind of just like just me and God, but then sometimes when it's like other stuff is happening in the room or if I'm praying for healing, I often open my eyes. And so like, it's not like one is, like I was saying, but like I think that there are like, like the how to pray, which is what Mariana is focused on, I think it's really good, but I think we can get very religious with it and be like, the only way to pray is if you're doing this and if you say this phrase and like the Lord's Prayer or whatever. And so I do think it like, the how to pray for me, <laughs> it was funny when we were prepping, I was like, I don't really care how you pray, but like, I do, like I care that you pray with the right heart and that you do what God is leading you, but like, the other, the other, and like, it's yeah. kind of how you view prayer, but like, it's a conversation between you and God to like, if he's challenging you to like get outside of your comfort zone, then like, great, do it. But like, you should also try and feel comfortable around God as well. You know, like that balance kind of. I don't know if yeah. you want. Sorry. Um, yes. Acts They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Thank you. Um, Acts is like this like awesomeness of being like, this is church kind of like awesome thing. And I really wanted to pull that because we pray together when we're like going to have a meal and be like, God bless this food and like cool. And then be like together and join us like God this or whatever. And we pray together in like special occasions. But they join constantly. They'd be like, This is happening, let's pray. We need bold boldness. Let's get together and pray. It was constant. It wasn't like oh, let's do this because it looks religious. Or let's do this because this special occasion. It is a constant praying together. As Molly told me, um, when she prays with someone, you feel closer to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, and when we pray to God, we're closer to God. Wouldn't that be awesome to share that with someone else? 
<laughs> and I want to pull that because it is very important. Like prayer is very important to like like individual faith, which is awesome. And sometimes we concentrate too much on that. And sometimes we concentrate too much on like joining together in prayer for all little things. But I feel like we need to like a nice medium of I need to work on my heart and my faith in my prayer as I also work with someone in their prayer, in their heart, and we all pray together in an honest, righteous prayer that we're gonna <laughs> talk later. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is? Yeah, James. So James 5, 13 through 18. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnest that it would not rain, and it didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Um, I wanted that to back up of the pray for each other and the pray for each other of not being like I have experience of like oh what can I pray for you and then you write it on a list and be like well I'm praying for Timothy I'm praying for James I'm praying for um, whoever 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 and it comes into this like I'm just checklist of okay I already prayed for them I already prayed for them I already prayed for them well did you pray for them fully in your heart did you pray did you ask questions about that person about more facts about them so that prayer can be more individualized more personal more direct and purpose mm-hmm. with purpose yeah and yeah um can you read verse 16 again so 5 16 really quickly Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other uh, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Yeah, that last tagline, I know we've used it before, but the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And so, um, kind of going all the way back up to here, because of Jesus' sacrifice and because he was the perfect sacrifice, now we can be right with God. And like our right standing is because of Matthew 27. and so within that, I think that's really key, like through faith, like our prayers are powerful because we have that ability to come before the throne boldly um, and kind of tying that back into Romans three twenty one and 22. And now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. The righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile. Yeah, so kind of saying like, okay, if the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective, how do we get righteousness? Through Jesus' sacrifice, but specifically through faith. Um, yeah. yeah. So within all this, I think, kind of going back, like what is the purpose of prayer? Um, and I think like our ultimate goal as God's creation is to glorify him. And that's kind of what I've been coming back to. So last verse, Romans eleven thirty-six. For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be 
Yeah. So the glory goes to God. And if that is our goal, if that is like the purpose, then how does prayer come into that? And so I think it's been pretty clear through a lot of this, but kind of breaking it down right here. So like the verses in Matthew where it's talking about like, go away to the secret place. Don't do it in front of the synagogue. That's because like the glory would go to you. Like when you do it and when it's like flowery language or when it's like in front of a person, like you want the glory and like you will receive your work already. But if you want to store up things in heaven. And so like Jesus would go away and like he prayed before that decision because like he didn't want it to be just his decision. He wanted it, the glory to go to God. He said, you know, I went to God and I asked for counsel and wisdom and the glory went to him. Or just thinking about even with this, it's like when we're praying in public and like or just within our own groups, it's like are you full of sorrow? Like, yes. Then, like, let's pray together. And, like, through the power, through Christ, like, that will glorify God. Are you cheerful? Like, sing a song of praise and glorify God. That's kind of what I've been getting out of this. And this is really interesting. So, going back to the Mark verse, I talked to a few people about this, and I haven't found, like, any evidence of this. I looked into it. This is kind of me. It could be me projecting, but just take what you want with it. But I think it's really interesting because we talked about how back in the Hebrews days, like, they kind of, the pegging culture, or just, like, they believed that different gods lived on each mountain, so, like, the mountain was, like, the highest point in the sky, so a lot of people during, like, biblical times would say, like, oh, like, that's that God on that mountain, that's that God, so, like, Mount Zion, like, God was on that mountain, you know, um, and so I think it's really interesting, like I said, it could have no correlation, but when I was reading through this and thinking through it, um, like, we want the glory to go to God, and we want to, like, throw out or like cast out like other principalities or like other gods or other things that are not yeah. of God and so I'm kind of taking a stretch but I see that as like a lot of people like I said were using this verse and like it's kind of a hyperbole and I remember when I was in Ireland it was so funny this guy was talking about it and he was like you know like you throw a mountain into the sea like you'll probably cause a tsunami like sure you can do that but like if you think about it like yeah that doesn't make a whole lot of sense but what I could infer that maybe God was saying like you have the power within you to like throw off those other gods, to throw off those other things that are not of my kingdom, that are not of my heart, and like by you throwing those off through your prayer, that glorifies me. So like I said, that's kind of a stretch, but I think that's like the heart of prayer is like we want to bring glory to God, and like when we like come to God with our needs and with our like sorrow, we're like, God, like I can't do this, like I need you, that's another way to glorify God because it's like you are so great and so powerful and like you made me and I need you and like and like it says like my weakness I will boast in my weakness because I glorify God um that's kind of where I wanted to land I guess um I think yeah if that's our ultimate goal then like the way we pray should reflect that so like yeah I don't know what else to say but I I think it's a really interesting perspective because it is like about you and God and it's about your relationship but then like it kind of does seem like it can be different in public and different in private and I think that's okay but like if we believe like the ultimate like underlying theme is like how can we like show God what he deserves yeah so got anything else to add I think that's it cool